0: Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi everybody.
1: On this week's show, we have a variety of questions asked that are all fun. Several of them involve talking with deceased loved ones, A couple of them about what phase of transition there. I think mothers in both cases, are in, And then also we get some career advice questions. We want to know from Spirit, what are they suggesting these people do as they are going on a new career path or trying to enhance what they already are experiencing? Remember to like and subscribe, leave a comment and please share this with your family and friends. So let's get to this week's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. A couple of uh, just office work things going on here. This is the last live show of October because next week I will be in Atlanta. Preparing for the Angelica Attendant Training, the live training that we're doing there next weekend, the 3rd through the 5th of November. If you still are thinking about coming, we'll still be delighted to take you. And so just go ahead and sign up. And also, if you can't do the training, but you just want to come Friday night for the live, that's going to be a blast. I'm going to do the show live. So a couple of housekeeping things first. Uh, Next week, November 3rd through the 5th, Angelic Attendant Training in Atlanta, the Kempton Hotel right next to the airport. We're so excited. We have people coming in from four countries and uh, we still have people signing up. So if you haven't registered yet and you'd like to join us, Come on, you go to slash forward slash A-A-T. That's com forward slash A-A-T. We be delighted to have you join us. Secondly, if you can't come to the training, but you wanna come to the live on Friday night, come on. We're gonna do a live show there. I'll be taking questions from the audience. And then afterwards, we're gonna have a dessert reception in this crystal ballroom, you guys. It's amazing. It overlooks the whole Atlanta airport. You can see the planes coming in to land. And it's just gonna be a magical evening. So if you live in the Atlanta area or you're close by and you'd like to come join us for the evening, again, AskJulieRyan.com forward slash A-A-T. And sign up for it, and i'd love to, I'd love to meet you and I'll have a big hug for you next we always give away I always give away a free session on the first show of the month on the first Thursday of the month. How you get involved with that drawing I draw a name is leave a review wherever you listen to the show or watch the show. So on any of the podcast channels, on YouTube, on whatever, and just tell us why you listen to the show, what you like about it, things like that. And then we will pick a free session winner and it will be announced on the 9th, I guess, because the second is next Thursday, so on the ninth, And so you want to get those in. And then, lastly, I'd love your prayers for one of our graduates, one of our angelica attendant graduates, and his mom, who also is a graduate. I just got off the phone with her, and her son, who's about forty, passed away very unexpectedly this morning uh she's just reeling as you can imagine. And the thing that's so sad is it not only was it very unexpected, but this is her second child that she's lost. I mean, I can't imagine even going through one child, let alone two. So I would really appreciate it if you would keep him and his family in your prayers, especially the mom and the rest of her family. And I I think one of the benefits of this angelic attendant training community is we're all gonna be rallying around her and we will help her get through this. And she has the skills to be able to talk to her children in heaven. So please remember them in your prayers. Thanks so much. Okay, Chris, let's go ahead and go to the phones. Looks like our first caller, Susan. Hi, Susan.
2: Hi. Hi, Julie. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you holding up, girl?
2: I'm holding up pretty good, but it's really kind of interesting what you were just talking about prayers for the mother, because I also lost a child and I have another one in trouble that I worry about. They're not dealing
1: well. Please tell everybody where you're located, please.
2: Um I'm in Raleigh North Carolina.
1: Okay. What's going on with your, your
2: child? Um well we he lost his brother 5 years ago and it he already struggled with things. He just he's had like some hard knocks in life and that just seemed like he can't get he can't get through it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's been living with us for almost 5 years cuz I I had to get him. I had to go get him because of how worried we were and Mm -hmm. he's done some improvement, but I don't know. I just, he's not, he's not getting anywhere. He's stuck.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry.
2: Thank you. It, It just really hit me when you just talked about the other mother, because, because I know what it feels like. And then I can almost imagine that it, how horrible it would be, you know, because we struggled trying to help him
1: hmm Oh, goodness. Well, I, I'm sure that, that you're doing everything you can to help him and, and yeah. you're getting all of our support there with you to help boost you up.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I, I did wonder, you know, he's just struggling figuring out anything to do, or if you could, you know, look in and, and just see anything for him. Like he's, um, You know, he's just lost, and he doesn't know what direction to turn in. He's tried a few things. Everything, you know, flops. Is is there any way you could check in with him? Sure. Tell me his first name, Susan. His first name is Kurt, K-U-R-T, Kurt.
1: Okay, Kurt. So I'm going to hook into you in Raleigh, and then I'm going to go from you to Kurt. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading to you in Raleigh. Not that far. And got you okay. Going to Kurt. Kurt got him okay. So questions for him. What would be your first question that we that would we want to ask his spirit?
2: Maybe what would make you happy? What what do you need?
1: A roof over my head and food to eat. Okay, is his response. yeah, do you do. You have a more specific question.
2: Um, um, why do you feel? Um, why do you feel like you're not good at anything when when you are? You know, why do you? Why don't you value yourself?
3: He's he's
1: saying because I'm depressed and I'm not thinking clearly. He says he's saying his brain isn't working right yeah is he, he is he seeing a a therapist or a physician, or what's going on with
2: that? He's done some of that, and right now he's trying a different therapy he He's mm-hmm. not really he doesn't think it'll help, which you know I know that's part of the depression right, but it's hard to make somebody do something when they when they think it's you know when they don't believe that there's any worth in it.
1: Yeah. There's a doctor at Harvard, Susan, named Chris Palmer, and he's a psychiatrist. And he has a book out, and I believe it's called Brain Energy. I would highly recommend that you, have you read the book? Have you heard of him?
2: No, I haven't.
1: Okay. He works with the sickest of the sick, as you can imagine, and is really a a thought leader throughout the world in the field of psychiatry. And so he works with serious depressed people, bipolar, schizophrenic, you know, all of that. And what he's found in his research is if he can get his patients to do a ketogenic diet, That not Mm -hmm. only does it get them off their medicines, but patients who've been on disability for decades recover and go back to work and live normal lives by changing their diet. (laughs) He talks about how only 10% of pharmaceuticals really have an effect on mental illness, but he said the diet has a huge effect. So I would get a hold of his book, either audio or another version, or just do an internet search on him, Susan, and listen to some of his interviews, because he's obviously somebody that is in a very prestigious situation, and for him to say something like that, you know, Occam's razor, if it sounds too simple, it's probably true kind of a thing, but he talks about how not only do they Get off their medications, but they go back to leading normal. I'm using normal in air quotes, normal lives. And he said it's okay. just remarkable. And of course, that's not what any of his colleagues want to hear, but he said there's a hundred years worth of research on the ketogenic diet because it's been used for over a hundred years with epileptics to control seizures. Okay. So there's something there. What is Kurt? How's Kurt's diet? Is it is it healthy or is it just kind of a catch-all?
2: It's probably a catch-all. I mean, he eats some healthy, and then he'll eat a lot of junk. He's a—I would say—he's a bit of a sugar addict. So he—he yeah. In the middle of the night, he comes down and he'll eat like a box of cookies or something. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, he's looking for that dopamine hit from the sugar. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would look up Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer, Chris Palmer okay. MD, MD at uh, Harvard.
2: Okay. Thank uh, you. I hope
1: that helps. Good luck.
2: All right. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Thanks
1: for calling. Okay. You bet.
2: All right. Bye. Hi, Amy.
1: Julie, you How are, you are doing, amazing.
4: Girl? I go on your
5: website and I'm like, God, you just never stop. Oh, uh, well, so I love impressed- what I do. I know you just have such a zing. So anyhow, good to see you and you uh, everybody here.
1: You too. Please tell everybody where you are. I'm in San Diego. All right, and... terrific, wonderful, yeah, and
5: yeah, it's a nice day out there.
1: Terrific! It is here in Sweet Home, Alabama, too. It's really been gorgeous, and we're starting to get a little bit of color. The leaves are just starting to turn, which is pretty typical beginning of November. Our peak is right before Thanksgiving down here. I know people in other parts of the country, their leaves are already all changed and have fallen off. But we're we're a few weeks behind in our fall schedule here. So I know yeah. you don't get too much of that in San Diego.
5: Oh, we had a bizarre year this year, totally on San Diego, a lot of cold and wet and, uh, you know, we didn't have much summer, but we had a little heat I, wave last week, and then today it's hot cold, yeah, bizarre you know the whole the whole yeah. world's upside down.
1: oh gosh, well, you got a question for me
5: yeah i um I'm in the midst of making decisions It's just my biggest challenge on what to do with the rest of my life, and I'm a certified health coach now, haven't done anything with it. I love food. I love energy work. And I'm kind of on the tipping tone. Actually, I think I should do your angelic training, the the, the $300 course one. I think I really need to get that in me. But along with that, I was thinking of becoming a um, plant-based certification coach. But then again, it's just like I do, the, I do it and I don't do anything with it. I'm not good at that part, but I'm good with food. And I really, because of my life story with so much disordered eating, I have a passion for that. Mm-hmm. So the other realm is I could do, um, um, I was going to say a world peace uh, diet facilitator with Dr. Will Tuttle. And I really love what he does. And I think just to do the facilitator training and learning compassion would be good for me the way he does it. But I just I'm missing something and I don't know what to do. Jolie, do you have any feedback from my guides or what?
1: Well you obviously love to learn. And that yeah. that feels good to you and it feels safe to you to be learning. So it seems to me that when you're starting out to do something with it, you get paralyzed with fear. Yep. Yeah. So the two-minute rule, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes is a yes or no answer. If you put yourself out there with all the credentials that you currently have and you have clients, that's scary because you haven't done it before. So you take a step and then it's going to be, fears going to come up and you, then you ask, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? You're going to get a No. And you're going to laugh a lot, Amy, because you're going to think, oh, quit being such a drama queen. This is crazy. And then that will lessen the fear enough that you'll have another thought. Fear is going to come up again. We're all hardwired for fear. And then you use the two-minute rule again. You can use it five million times in a day. It doesn't matter. You can use it in any situation. It's free, Amy, and it's convenient. It works anywhere your brain is, and your brain's usually with you wherever you are. But the thing about fear is our body doesn't know the difference between real fear and fake fear. It just goes into fight or flight. And it's, an, it's just an automatic response. And when we're in fight or flight, think about it, the blood drains from our brain and goes to our heart and our extremities so we can run away from, you know, that tiger that's supposedly chasing us, but it's not but it feels like it is to our brains. And we don't need any blood in our, in our digestive system because we don't need to digest our meal if we're gonna die in the next couple of minutes. I mean, the body knows that intuitively. So when you use the two minute rule, it helps you take a step to the next thing. And that that would be my suggestion is start putting yourself out there and use the two-minute rule to help keep you out of fear. Because when we're in fight or flight, we lose clarity, Amy. Our brains don't think right. All we can think of is, oh, my God, I got to get away from this. And then we're in panic mode. So use the two-minute rule and that will help.
5: Do my spirit guides tell me like a direction? Like they'll probably say angelic training you know definitely but anything else that they have to say about that
1: take action you've got plenty of training you've got plenty of credentials you got to take action to get some clients now
5: yep yep
1: move through I'm the, fear. Do the angelic
5: training i think it'll be fun for me to do that so
1: okay well it great. will and and the, the great thing about the online training and the in person training as far as my trainings go, Amy is, they both have practice groups that come with them and they're live. So you're with, in the online training, the Angels and Enlightenment training, you're with a graduate of my big training, my angelic attendant training, who helps you with your skills as far as communicating with spirit. And you communicate with spirit, you have access to universal intelligence. I mean, anything you wanna know on any topic is available to us. So the key with any class is to be able to utilize it and to practice it. And that's one of the things that I've found to be the most useful. So both of my trainings have that live practice sessions, multiple ones a week.
5: And I admire you so much that it's just time to do it. You know, it's silly. I haven't done it yet.
1: So thank you for the encouragement
5: yeah
1: you look great okay. Thanks, Amy. so much all righty oh, let us know how you're doing
5: okay thanks julie bye-bye everyone you're
1: welcome bye hi amory hi hi how you doing girl i'm good thank you how are you i'm terrific thanks where are you i'm in upstate new york okay terrific i bet it's beautiful up there color wise Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. My brother, I talked to him this afternoon, and his nephew, his wife's nephew, goes to uh, West Point, and so they're driving okay. up for and the game. Straight by me. This, yeah, this weekend, and and my brother mm-hmm. Jay said, "Oh my gosh, the colors are just gorgeous. Everything is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah. Well, good.
6: Well, you got a question for me? Um, oh, I got so much going on. But um, I, too, lost a child a couple of years ago. Oh, i so And um, I have dreams sometimes, and they feel very real. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know if I can validate whether it's my mind playing tricks on me or if actually – because I'm not, like, totally asleep when they happen. I'm kind of mm-hmm. in – you know, I'm awake, but I don't – I can't move. Like, I'm going to – it's just hard to explain. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. in between – sleeping and being awake yeah yeah
1: well how you know that it's a visit is you remember it it's in details mm-hmm. you remember it in details you mm-hmm. it's a lot of the time it's in high def kind of like the colors are more vibrant the senses are more more cri- are crisper the um, just the
6: sensations are heightened well I actually have and, I feel them Like I actually feel him. Like that's not so much the visual part, more of the touching, like, yeah. 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 That's a visit
1: versus a dream. Yeah. And the reason why spirits come to us in our sleep and also kind of in that twilight zone where you're Mm -hmm. not completely asleep and you're not completely awake kind of a thing is because we all come in set to the vibration of spirit. And each night when we go to sleep, our bodies reset to that frequency, and that's the frequency on which spirit communicates, whether it be your son. What's your son's name? Jesse. Jesse. Whether it's, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it was a son, but I uh, I must be psychic or something. So <laughs> I I got that it was your son. Uh So that's when Jesse can communicate the easiest with you because you're on the channel that he is talking on. I always say spirits don't communicate on the I feel crappy channels because the vibration's too low. And Uh plus, when we're sleeping, our, our brains rest a little bit and we're able to not be so concerned with whatever's happening during the day, the stresses of just regular living. And it just makes them easier to, it, it makes it easier for our, our loved ones to communicate with us and others, you know, other spirits mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, and my
6: dog also come to me. Yeah. I what a like dog he was there, a cocker spaniel.
1: Oh, cute. Well, tell <laughs> us about if you want to share with us the dream or the visit that you got from Jesse. Tell us, I actually has, um, more than
6: once? I've had multiple. Oh, yeah. Yes, the most recent one was um, I just felt like a big hug from behind, like oh, my whole oh. body was paralyzed, and he was like yeah. hugging me from behind and talking oh, to me, so like we could communicate. Also, yeah. yeah, yeah, and
1: spirits spirits communicate telepathically, so it feels like a mm-hmm. thought in your head. And right. so, well, I actually felt like
6: some of them actually felt like I was talking out loud. And it was during the day when I had taken a nap. And I was like, did anybody hear me talking? Nobody heard me talking, but I felt like I was talking out loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our imaginations are really vivid. My Mm -hmm. When my little sister passed in uh, 2010, a couple of years after she died, my brother-in-law, who since has passed as well, called me up and he said, I had this wild dream last night. And Joan, who was my sister, was in it. We buried her on her 50th birthday. It was awful. And so died very unexpectedly. So he said, I, I dreamt that I came downstairs and she was sitting on the couch in the living room. And I, and she said, well, where have you been? And he said, where have I been? Where have you been? And she said, I've been sitting right here the whole time. And he said, they <laughs> had this conversation. He said, and then in the dream, we talked and he said, and then I woke up and I started my day and he said, I went downstairs the next morning to go to the kitchen and the hall closet light was on and all her coats and stuff were in the hall closet light. He said, I haven't been in that closet since she died. And the light was on. And I said, wow. that was her giving you a sign. So mm-hmm. be open to that with Jesse. The reason why I'm telling you that story is they can do things like that. They can manipulate electrical things. They can leave you other signs. And mm-hmm. usually it's the first thing are the visits in dreams. And then it'll ramp up from there. Okay. So be open to that. Yeah. Does that answer
6: your question?
1: Yeah, that was absolutely yeah. a visit. That is not your yeah. imagination.
6: I mean, I have had I have psychic friends and they told me that it was, but I wanted to get a validation from somebody that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so personally. Yeah. One other thing,
1: Anne-Marie, there's a book called called, I think it's called Waking Up to the Dark, and it's by Clark Strand. He, I've interviewed him on the <laughs> show. If you just do an internet search on Clark Strand and ask Julie Ryan, you'll see the interview. And listen, if listen to it, I would highly recommend because he talks about how before the advent of electricity and the electric light bulb that Mm -hmm. everybody woke up in the middle of the night, like between three and five, and they call that the hour of God. It was known Mm -hmm. as the hour of God in ancient cultures. Have you ever heard that before? Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and so we have a really interesting discussion about that and how that's when people would communicate with their deceased loved ones Mm
4: -hmm. and
1: they would get information from their angels and their spirit guides and God, all not necessarily in that order, but it was something that was very, very, very common and then went away once we invented, once Edison invented the light bulb and then the other thing that's mm-hmm. gone away as a result is as we've become more well-educated, we want to have proof for these visits right. and these spirit interactions, when in effect they've happened since the beginning of time. And they're still happening now, but a lot of people just don't talk about them because they think it makes, it, makes them sound like they're crazy. And they're not. It is totally normal. So you are mm-hmm. absolutely on target. You are doing it keep up the great work. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough seven central and five pacific just go to ask dot ryan.com julie ryan show dot com, Show dot com, and we'll get you on if you have a question. And uh, you can download the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube, we're on Alexa, we're on Audible, we're on all that jazz. So you can find us there. And call in details can be found in the show notes and also on all my social media channels: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All that jazz. You can find that. While you're on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. That is a, a place where you can get my blog. It's a question somebody has asked, and then I answer it online. And uh, you can also schedule an appointment with me. We just started a new thing where you can get an urgent appointment and usually get in in less than a week. It's more expensive, but that is something new that we've added recently just because I've had so many people ask for it. So we decided to go ahead and do it. And uh, the other key is when you get on my calendar, that's the key, get on my calendar and then periodically check your confirmation email on the reschedule button because that'll show you when people have rescheduled and oftentimes you can get in within a matter of days when somebody's rescheduled. It happens multiple times a week, I promise. So give that a try too. So everything that you wanna wanna know and, and wanna find out about that has to do with woo-woo, Ryan.com is there. Okay, our question this week is from Kelly and Kelly lives in St. Louis, Missouri. And she said, hi Julie, can someone experience one of the stages of death without dying? For a few few years now, I've been experiencing astral projections and sporadically seeing blue and white orbs at night. A psychic once told me she thought I was healthy. She also said my spiritual family was trying to wake me up and would have a message for me on the next full moon. That night, I astral projected out of my body and started to float towards a white vortex of light. Scared I was going to die, I did everything I could to wake myself up. When I finally awoke, my ceiling was covered in blue orbs. Although I'm young and healthy, after learning about your 12 phases of transition, I got worried. Thanks for any insights you can offer, Kelly. And here's my response. Hi, Kelly. Terrific question, the answer to which is absolutely. Many people go through the 12 phases of transition described in my book, Angelica Tenens, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next without dying. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's how we're surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets as we're getting close to death and that configuration changes. So as it changes, we can tell how close to departing the person is. I went back to say, it's been my experience that a person can move around in the phases and even come completely out and live. My brother Jay's friend did exactly that. He was in phase 11, and I didn't expect him to last even another hour. And yet, 15 years later, he's still very much alive and well. He was in the operating room having emergency surgery, and my brother called me, and he said, do your thing. I said, okay, and I I really didn't think Tim, his friend Tim would get out of the operating room, and he did, and he's still alive and kicking now and doing well. I went on to say what you've been experiencing at night isn't the 12 phases of transition, rather, it's simply good old-fashioned astral travel. Astral travel, also known as astral projection, is described in many ancient cultures as the soul or astral body, intentionally leaving the physical body while asleep or meditating and traveling to wherever it likes. Many experts believe we all astral travel each night when we sleep. It's how we meet up with deceased loved ones and pets along with other spirits. Research seems to validate this concept. A 2014 study conducted at the University of Ottawa School of Psychology found in an fMRI of a person voluntarily producing an out-of-body experience that quote, there were significantly activated regions of the brain while their participant was having an extra corporeal experience, end quote. So that means that parts of the brain were lit up when this person was astral traveling and they were able to document it with a functional MRI, which is pretty amazing when we think about that. And then I closed with the blue orbs you're seeing are the spirits with whom you've traveled on your nighttime adventure. In summary, you are not dying, you're just astral traveling. So Miss Kelly from St. Louis, thank you for such a great question. For those of you that have lost loved ones, you can request that they join you in your dreams. Just say, hey mom or hey grandma or whomever, just say, hey, meet me in my dream tonight. And you can even name a place, like meet me in Tahiti or meet me in wherever and Rome. And then they will come meet you. And the more you do it, the more adept at it you'll get. If it doesn't happen the first few times, keep requesting and they will. And then you'll get visits from your loved ones. It really works well. And goes back to what I was talking about before with Anne-Marie is when we're asleep, our brains relax and we go back to the factory presetting of high vibration that we all have when we come in as, as spirits, having a human experience in a body. So thanks so much, Kelly, for submitting that question. Looks like our next caller's Maria. Hi, Maria. Hi.
3: <laughs> Hi, are where you? are you joining us from? From Miami, Florida. Terrific. Well, you got a yeah. question for me? Yes, I do. Uh, my mom has been bedridden for, it'll be a year in December. She had a fall, and she's ninety-three years old. And I would mm-hmm. like to know if what phase of, in her transition uh, she's. It kills me to see her. She lives with me. I see her laying there talking to uh, be, people I don't see, and yeah. um, bed sores and et cetera, et cetera. And it's really sad.
1: I'm so, so sorry.
3: Do you, is hospice involved? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Good. Wonderful. I get that she's in phase seven of the phases of transition, the 12 phases of transition. And so Mm -hmm. seven, Maria, is she's surrounded by angels, her mother and her father at her feet and yes. they are anchoring the line of angels that go straight across her bed. There are lots of other spirits in there. There are lots of pet spirits in there as well. So
3: there are three okay. questions I always ask somebody. Is she able to communicate with you? She does, yes. Sometimes okay. it's a bit garbled, but she still can, and yes. Yeah. So, and when she's seeing spirits, she's seeing
1: her deceased loved ones in the room. That's who she's seeing okay. and, and just ask her. I think most of us would think, oh, my mom's just hallucinating and she's not hallucinating. She's actually seeing spirits because it's like at the end of life, we have one foot in the spirit world and one foot in our human world.
0: And yes. so that's
1: how that works. So three questions I always ask. What's her first name, Marie? Olga. 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 So Olga, are you ready to go? She says more than ready, more than ready. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Are you in in pain? Yes, at times. She's saying, what do you need just for them to let me go? So have you and your family members told her, mom, it's okay for you to go. We're going to be fine. Just watch over
3: us from heaven. I haven't told her that because I have felt like she doesn't want to go. Yeah, she's she's telling me uh, she's uh, really worried about her health, and, and oh, it's wrong. Uh, you know, when 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 the nurse comes and says anything, she's like concerned. So I really haven't told her that, but yeah. a few people have told me. I think it's time you tell her. Yeah, she's
1: waiting for you to tell her. So okay. that's what she said. I just need them to, you know, be okay to let me go. Yeah, I'm so, the daughter,
3: she has left. My sister passed when she was forty nine, and oh. so I'm it for her. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So, say, Mom, I love you. I, you know, paraphrase this. I'm just kind of making this mm-hmm. up as we go. <laughs> you know, whenever you're ready to go, I'm okay with that. But just make me a promise that you're going to watch over me from heaven till I can okay. come join you and do it that okay. way instead of, okay, Mom, you just need to go. Oh, man, I don't think that that's no, I would never do
3: that. <laughs> I know,
1: but, but I'm being funny here. Or trying anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think that you, you know, you can phrase it in a way that I got a special request for you, mom. And, you know, when you're ready to go, I'm okay, whenever that is. If it's tonight, if it's whenever, it doesn't matter. I'm fine with that. Exactly. Just, just will you please watch over me from heaven?
3: Okay. When you yeah. say she's in uh, the uh, phase seven or stage seven, yeah. and it's right. 12, I mean, it jumps from seven to 12? I, mean, I don't eight. know. Do go through all it, the phases of transition?
1: They do, and that can be instantly, Maria, like in a case of a homicide or suicide, somebody can go through all 12 phases instantly. It can take mm-hmm. days, weeks, months, years. As I mentioned to the gal that wrote in, they can be in phase 11 and ready to take off and then they decide that they want to hang around for a while and they, they come out okay. of all of them. In your mom's case, it's highly unlikely because of everything that she's going through. And everybody moves through it in a time that's right for them. When my mom was dying, the nurses, she was in a hospice facility and the nurses said, well, she's just been transferred and she'll probably last at least a couple of weeks. That wasn't what I was seeing. She didn't even last 24 hours. She was gone within a matter of hours. So it just, people are going to do whatever their spirit feels is best for them and... If you go to my website, ryan.com and go to the 12 phases page, Maria, you can download yes. a chart of the 12 phases and save it on your phone. And then just ask what phase of transitions my mom in, and you're going to hear a number. It's going to come in super fast into your head and then you can refer to the chart and you, you'll be able to tell, you know, when she's moving. I, I want to do the, the right phases. thing. I've
3: had plenty of time to hang out with her and be with her by her bedside so i just want it to be you know the right thing to do so i'm going to i'm going to talk to her tomorrow talk to her She's asleep. yeah
1: yeah because that's going to give her peace and yes. the thing the thing that i have found with moms with you're an only child now right yes. so because yes. your sister passed they're afraid to leave you because they they still have that maternal instinct that wants to take care of you and so I I I actually talk about that in my book my friend Jo Marie her mom she was an only child and and her mom was afraid to leave her and I was talking to her mom and I said well it's not like you do much for her right now you know Mm -hmm. you're 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 not able to to really do exactly. much to help her anymore and she started laughing because yeah that's a good point I didn't think about that so okay. yeah yeah well, thank so, you w- when you're ready tell her that but that is that I believe okay. is what she's waiting to hear okay thank you Julie okay thanks for thank calling you. good luck okay thank you
4: hi Vicky. hello
1: I'm I'm in Yukon Oklahoma okay terrific That is a beautiful painting behind you, you guys that can't see this, that are just listening. My goodness, what is that? It's like a bountiful wreath or something.
4: Yes, I'm actually at my mother's house, but I thought that that would be a beautiful backdrop.
1: You you did a good job on that. It is gorgeous and so fallish. Yes, yes. Yeah, great. Well, welcome. You got a question for me? Yes, I do. Um,
4: this is about my cat, Lexi. She passed back at the end of June. It was really unusual. Um, I had gotten up in the morning about 6.30, It was on a Saturday to let the dogs out. And so I went ahead and fed her. Um, we have a very long like, harvest table in our kitchen. And she would always eat at one end so the dogs couldn't get her food. And then I went back to bed for about an hour. And when my husband and I got back up, he said, Lexi's dead on the kitchen floor. because oh. She was in very good health. She was only four years old. And so I was just wondering if you could tell me, like, what happened to her?
1: Good heavens. How awful for you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I'm going kind of to connect to you and connect. Go ahead.
4: I was going to say it was very unusual because that morning we had planned we had a vet appointment to put. Um, we had a fourteen-year-old diabetic dog, and she had not been doing well, so we were going to put her down. And when I woke up and I had taken care of all the dogs, she like uh, running around, and she ate her breakfast and different things like that. And so we actually canceled the vet appointment. We thought maybe we'd give her a little bit more time, and um, and then
1: our cat Lexi just passed away suddenly. So I was, it was very unusual to say the least. So she's right next to you on your right. She's saying she, she wanted to go to the Great Beyond with a full stomach, which is pretty funny. So she's was saying that she had a full stomach for the trip. The other thing that she's telling me is she wanted to go before the dog. Were they, did they play together? Were they companions? I mean, if they lived in the same house, I would think she was saying she needed to help the dog. That's
4: what I wondered is almost like if they kind of swapped places, you know, like somebody was going to pass that morning. And, and my dog actually lived um, about another week or so. But um, Lexi seemed to be a very healthy cat. I don't, so
1: we don't know what happened. She was healthy. There wasn't anything wrong with her. She wanted to help the dog pass. So her spirit was there as the dog was passing. When I talk about the 12 phases of transition and the pet spirits are there when somebody's dying, other pet spirits help other animals as they're transitioning. So she wanted to help your dog when it died. And so that's why she left. Okay. How sweet is that?
4: Well, that's not the first time it's happened. We've had a dog and a cat pass within days of each other. And I oh, wow. think one went and then the other one left soon after. They were very close. Mm-hmm. I think that's happened before in our household.
1: <laughs> Good heavens. Well, you must foster just an amazing uh, menagerie of animals there that they're all that close. Yes. Well,
4: thank you so much. That's kind of what I thought mm-hmm. ha- has happened that yeah. I wanted to have it validated.
1: I don't get that there was anything wrong with her physically. I think she just, and the interesting thing about that too, Vicky, is that back to the voodoo days when uh, some voodoo witch or priest or whatever would cast a spell on somebody and they would die. Well, nobody has that ability to do that to somebody else. It's the belief of the person that dies. It's like, Hey, uh, I got a spell on me, I'm going to die tomorrow night at midnight, and they die at midnight. One of my dear friends, she told me that her first day in medical school, she's a physician, and she told me in her first day in medical school that they talked about that. They talked about the power of beliefs and how the voodoo doctors and and priests or whatever you call them could do that and could get people to, you know, to have symptoms or to die. But the other thing too is that I think that it's important to remember that we all decide when, where, how, with whom, what the circumstances are when we pass and animals do the same. So your sweet girl wanted to help her dog. Was it a brother or a sister?
4: It was a sister. The dog was 14. And like I said, the cat was only four years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to help the dog transition. That's really sweet. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Enjoy your time with your mama. Okay, thank you. You bet. Bye.
2: Hi, Mita. Hi. Hi, Julie. How how are you, you. girl? Nice to see you. you. Yes, my name is Mita. I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Wonderful. That's where my baby lives.
1: So. I know it well. I lived there a long time. You got a question
2: for me? I do. So my mom passed on October 8th, so very recently. I'm sorry. And I was just calling to see if we could perhaps connect with her and if she may have some messages um, that she would like to. Sure. Tell me her first name, Mita Yes, it's kind of long. Um, Chandra
1: Lekha, I can spell it for you. Chandra, can I just call her Chandra? Yeah. Yep. Okay, she's right next to you on your right side. They always come in, they always go on the right side. I'm not sure why, but that's just what I see. So let's let's just start the conversation with, a, do you have a question for her or something you'd like to say to her?
2: Um, e- e- no, I almost want to ask, like, how is she doing? I I, I know innately she's joyful and blissful, but maybe even just to, yes, just how is she doing? And if she may have messages for myself or my siblings or my dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's um, doing great. And that is the first question that most people ask, by the way, Uh, pretty much, I would say 98% of people when we're talking with a deceased loved one, that's their first question: "Is how are you? What are you doing?" So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's great. She's she's talking about that you're her brilliant angel. That's what she said before we even asked her that question. So, brilliant. So, Chandra, do you mean brilliant like brilliant, bright, brilliant like light, bright? She goes e- in every way. You're brilliant. You have a brilliant mind. You have a brilliant spirit. You are just brilliant at everything that you do. That's a pretty good endorsement from your mama. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Any messages for your dad? Uh, is he letting people cook for him? She's worried. She's she's not worried. Spirits don't worry. But she's she's saying he's not used to cooking for himself. Is that that's true?
2: That's
1: very true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So she's saying, let for him to let people cook for him because she's saying that that's the only way he's going to eat because when he tries to cook, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> okay.
2: Wonderful. Um, and that totally fits. Um, is it possible to see if she may have a message from my brother. Um, His name is Pranay and my sister Mona. She's saying for Mona to keep on track,
1: don't get sidetracked. She's saying that she tends to uh, go down rabbit holes. She gets off track easily. So stay on track. I don't know if that means anything to you or will to her, but that's what she's talking about, for her to stay on track. What's your brother's name? Pranay 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 all right what do you want to tell pranay
2: that it, to watch over
1: your dad she's saying that that he like most men think that it's the woman's role to do that but there's there's a role for him too and mm-hmm. to keep that keep that relationship strong and for mm-hmm. him to have a connection with the dad too. Don't just leave it up to you, to his sisters to take care mm. of your dad. Hmm.
2: Does that okay. make sense? No, usually he's very like nurturing and kind of, you know, right there next to my dad, yeah. side by sides. but. Well, mm-hmm. that may wane since it's
1: so fresh, since he's just passed, but she's saying for him to keep up the relationship. And sometimes we get information from spirit too where it doesn't make sense to us at the moment, but it might later, and Mm -hmm. or it may pertain to something that hasn't happened yet. So it's really important to stay open to the interpretation of, we, we get information, we think of it one way, and then maybe later you might be driving down the road in a few days and go, "Ah, oh, that's what she was talking about with my brother." So, just be open to what you get with that. Yeah. She's she's showing me a scarf that you have of hers that it is um it's one of those long scarves and it's kind of it almost looks like it's a it's sh- kind of sheer but it has kind of sparkly stuff in it. It doesn't have sequins in it, but it's got little sparkles in the thread and it's kind of an off-white. Does that make sense to you?
2: You know, off the top of my head, it doesn't, but, okay. um, you know, it may, you come may through. Mm-hmm.
1: You may find it. She wants you to keep it. She wants you to have it. So okay. it looks like it's off-white. I know you've seen the thread where it has kind of like um, metallic little okay. specks in it. In the thread, mm-hmm. and you can see it in the weave of the scarf. So she wants okay. you to have that and keep that to remember her. Okay. That yeah, was- I hope that helps. Mm-hmm. Condolences to you and your family. Have you read Angelic
2: Attendance yet? I started it, I have not completed it. Okay. It was very helpful just to kind of even just do the whole process, you know, and
1: kind of understanding. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. And I think hopefully it will comfort you and hopefully it'll give you a lot of information. Was she seeing spirits at the end of her life?
2: You know, I couldn't tell. She was in an ICU before we brought her home for hospice. um, And she was a bit altered towards the end. So I don't know if during that time she was communicating or not with spirit. I'm not entirely sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was she awake? Was she able to talk to you guys?
2: You know, it's so interesting. The last several days, she was completely out of it, just not communicating, maybe one word. And then when we brought her home for hospice, all—I mean, there must have been fifty people that came through the house, all family members, all friends. And she woke up; she was lucid, recognized, and greeted every single person. And then the next morning, she passed. So it's—I mean, I thought we made a mistake. We were like, "What did we do something wrong? Like, was she really as sick as we thought?" But um, yeah, she just became really lucid during that time. That's called the rally,
1: and it is very, very common. And usually Mm -hmm. the person will do that, and then they'll be gone usually within 48 hours. So it's very, very common. Your hospice nurses probably shared that with you, that it's very common that that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. So, well, sending you a big hug.
2: Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate you. Yeah.
1: You are most welcome. Thank you.
2: Hi, Neha.
7: Hi, Julie.
1: Hi, girl. How are you you doing? I'm well. How are you? So nice to see you.
7: Yeah, good to see you again. I missed your Tuesday um, call. I was going to call in to ask about some health stuff, but I ended up getting rear-ended and spent the day in the emergency room, and I just it wasn't a serious accident. There was some damage to the back of my car, but I'm just in just severe back pain since. And I'm not, I've never been injured in an accident. So I'm just very concerned as I already have underlying, you know, health issues, including, you know, arthritis and things. And I was just hoping for you to take a look and potentially get some healing or some relief. It's just, I'm off work this week because I'm in a lot of pain.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Please tell everybody where you're located.
7: Oh yes, I'm so
1: sorry. I'm in Chicago. She said Chicago. I knew that, but I wanted you yes. guys to know that. She calls into my lives, which is the fourth Tuesday of the month usually. So, um it's wonderful that I didn't get to see you a couple of days ago, but I get to see you tonight. Okay. So, yes. you know how this works. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home Alabama heading to you in Chicago and let's see what's going on with you. Okay, a lot of inflammation, but you know the first thing is go see a chiropractor and they're going to get you back in alignment. And I know that probably isn't high on your list, but they are miracle workers if you find a good one. Do you see a chiropractor now?
7: No, I haven't seen one in like 15 years or so, just because I have so many issues with my spine and it's not totally clear. So I just was too afraid to see a chiropractor. Yeah. Well, if you find
1: one, talk to your friends and family and just ask who sees a chiropractor that they really like and a chiropractor that they've seen for several years. I would go see them. They're going to take an x-ray anyways to see what's going on. But they, what I'm watching is a chiropractic adjustment first is happening all okay. the way up your back and in your neck just to get you because you're out of whack from the accident I'm so glad you're okay and that you're, I'm sorry you're in pain, but I'm glad you're You're here to tell the tale at least.
7: Yeah, true. And I just, I'm just surprised that I have any pain at all because it just wasn't that serious of an accident, but it just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so I'm watching you get all lined up from a chiropractic adjustment. The other thing that just came in too, Neha, was to look for a cranial sacral practitioner and they're going to be able to help you. What I'm watching is I'm watching your head and your neck get manipulated. Are you familiar with the craniosacral
7: modality? Yeah, I've actually seen, I've seen a couple of different people for that when I had my brain injury and it didn't really help too much. So I stopped going. Um, Okay.
1: That, that came I, in. That's not something I would normally recommend, but that just came in when I was working on you. You're a bit of a twisted sister, and that's just from the accident. So getting you straightened back out, you're leaning a little bit to the left. So let's work on your spine. And how this okay. works is imagine there are two metal rods that are put on either side of your spine. Imagine that your spine is heated with the laser to make it pliable, And imagine the rod on the right is stationary and the one on the left is propping you back up so that you're straight. And then your spine is heated again, kind of like a a potter with clay. The clay needs to be moldable when they're making whatever their creation is. And then they need to fire it to make it solid and make it, you know, last. So that happened. Your spine's back in place. Those metal rods fall off to the side and they just disintegrate. It reminds me when they fall off, it's so fun to watch because it reminds me of when at uh, Cape Canaveral or Cape Kennedy, they launch a rocket and then the yeah. tower falls off to the side and it just goes away. That's what that always reminds me of. So in doing that healing, energy just was just shot from your the base of your spine all the way up throughout the top of your head. So that helped a lot to get you in alignment yeah. with that. And now just go do the, the physical part to help with that. I'm glad you went to the emergency room to at least start a paper trail on this. For- yeah,
7: exactly. I mean, you know, I can do all kinds of stuff under the table, but everyone's like, no, you got to do it officially. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, um, to get the insurance to pay for it.
7: Yeah, exactly. So I guess just, um, am I going to recover from this? Is this going to be okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And in the meantime, I have applied anti-inflammatory energy to you. So inflammation looks like red fog on body parts. Your whole body's inflamed. You're, I can tell you're in pain. So anti-inflammatory energy is a royal blue color. Think of the refreezable ice packs. That's what they look like to me, that color blue, and that will calm it down and get that going. But I, I really think with the cranial sacral and also the chiropractic that you're going to be good to go in no time. You will completely recover from this.
7: Okay. And as far as like icing and heating, I really don't know what I should be doing. Is there any um, advice on that? I can't tell what's helping and what's not.
1: Yeah. I get at this point, um, I get do intermittent, ice and heat, but I'm leaning more towards heat is what I'm hearing with that. Like, do you have a heating pad that you can? Oh, yeah. I've
7: got everything I need. I just didn't know, you know, because I have autoimmune stuff and arthritis and everything. And I just didn't know if the ice would make it worse or cause more stiffness or, you know, and honestly, I I can't tell what's helping and what's not.
1: Yeah. Do you have a (laughs) rental car? that you've picked up? Is your car in the garage? Is it in the, I mean, is it in
7: the car repair? I'm still using my car right now. I'll be dropping it off next week. um, Okay. And then getting it for a while.
1: You're going to laugh when I tell you this, but what came in was sit in your car and turn on the seat warmers. (laughs) Turn on the butt warmers. And that's going to really help your back feel better. And that when you get a rental car,
7: be sure that it has
1: butt warmers in it.
7: Oh gosh, I don't know if I get much of a choice, but I'll I'll request it. That's pretty um, funny.
1: That's a pretty funny uh, comment from Siberia. My, my heat warmers in my car
7: are on all, all year long for since I bought it, like twenty years. I've had two cars in that time. The heat warm the the seat warmer is always on.
1: Yeah, and it makes your back feel better, doesn't it?
7: It does, because yeah, I got I got inflammation anyways. So yeah, yeah. So now nah, don't
1: let it get super, super hot. Mine I turn on and then I've got to turn it on low because, you know, it's going to burn me, it feels like, because it gets so hot. But yeah, I, that that came in very clearly. Sit in your car and turn on the, the seat warmers.
7: Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. It's supposed to get really cold in Chicago in a few days. And so I'll have my coat and layers on, we'll see how much heat can get through that. But, um, okay, well, so craniosacral warm up, therapy. Warm
1: up your car. Warm up your car and then take your coat off. Because your car is warm, you don't have to wear your coat. You put oh, your coat yeah, on before, could... you, before you get out of the car. But get that okay. heat on your back. And I would sit from, for that to come in like that, Neha, I would say just go sit out there and read a book and turn your seat warmers on for, oh, you know, I get, I get 20 minutes. 20 minutes at a time, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes later in the day, if you can do it, in addition to driving, especially when you're not working, you know, you're going to be home, but move, that's the other thing, you got to move, even though it hurts, motion is lotion, so.
7: Yeah, 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 I'm hoping, I think I'll have to go back to work on Monday, so I'm hoping I can manage that, but um, it's just like one other thing I have to deal with i'm sorry you will completely heal okay i needed to hear that thank you so much i've had one thing after another as you know so thank you
1: you are most welcome thanks for calling i hope you feel better all righty that's it for this week everybody i really appreciate you joining us please Remember to subscribe and like and make comments and share with your family and friends. And I will see you week after next. I'll have lots of stories about the angelic attendant training. So, sending you lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
1: This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any
3: information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.